treason, sedition, rebellion. This is the heritage of the American patriot. Those revolutionaries who stood on principle to fight against tyranny no matter the cost. And that spirit lives strong today in the activists and freedom fighters who fight against the authoritarian state. Each in their own way, each with their own mission, united for the cause. had the idea to run on a platform of fuck the police prior to actually winning the primary. Uh, I mean, AOC is a drama queen and she's full of shit. They said, you don't get to tell us no, we're in the state health department, and I said, hell no. You brought a freaking guillotine. People already pushing back in ways that didn't even need any votes to be cast. I'm not ratting on anybody, and I did what I did, so you're gonna have to give me what the law says you have to give me. You want to make the world a better place? Have some babies, and raise them to not be stupid. Hope I don't get cancelled, talk to you. These are the people whose stories I'm here to share. I'm Justin O'Donnell, and this is Submersive. Man, governments are not gonna like this shit. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, activists, anarchists, and shitposting denizens of the internet, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Subversive. As always, I'm your host, Justin O'Donnell, and before we get started, just remember whatever platform you listen on, whether it's YouTube Live, Odyssey, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else, you can help grow the show by liking, commenting, subscribing, and most of all, sharing with your friends. If you enjoy the content, you can join the insurgency by visiting patreon.com slash O'Donnell. Again, that's patreon.com slash O'Donnell. And make sure to check out snackswag.com for all your favorite subversive merch, including some brand new designs for hoodies, coffee mugs, t-shirts, and all sorts of branded and off-brand merch where you can literally wear your principles on your sleeve. Again, that's snackswag.com for your official subversive merch today. Now, if you want to keep in touch between shows, make sure to follow me on social media and join our community Discord channel where you can chat with other fans of the show at any time. All these links are in the description of the video or podcast you're listening to, so make sure to give them a visit today. Now, the world's been taken by storm by this chat GPT AI robot, and it's really been livening up the debate about censorship in tech and biases in program and software in with bill review season around the corner, a good friend facing life in prison for using money as a medium of exchange, and the first accumulation of cold weather and snow here in New England, it's a busy time of year for New Hampshire libertarians. A lot of people have been distracting themselves with endless debates against this popular AI chatbot, ChatGPT, and what we've learned has been pretty straightforward. The bot's clearly designed to provide a friendly response to whatever prompts are provided to it, and it its answers will generally align with the implied biases of the questions presented to it. But when the running public debate is about the biases implicit in tech censorship in the wake of Elon Musk's taking over of Twitter and unbanning some controversial figures and going down the roads of controversial right-wing libertarianism some of his own posting and free speech absolutism, a lot of people are looking for biases and looking for issues with the Biases of the tech itself, or the potential abuses of the tech itself. I find myself curious about the learning model used by ChatGPT. Does it actually comprehend information, or is it simply regurgitating stored knowledge? Uh, simply asking it to explain nuanced positions doesn't answer that question, but it is a fun way to pass the time and to start your own thinking. 
I asked the bot to give me some examples of some interesting and nuanced discussion topics about libertarianism with the intent of digging in further. And it gave me a long, long, long list. And I kept asking it for more. And I picked out a handful of them that I found most interesting that I wanted to then further go down the road with. But the bigger question to me is, does that AI actually understand the topics? And when if I ask it to present an argument on the topics, how closely would its argument actually represent libertarian principles and reality? But rather than wondering, I just asked it. So this is not an exhaustive list. There's plenty more to ask it in the future. It's just a fun way to pass the day. First question I asked it was if it could explain the role of property rights in a libertarian society. And ChatGPT gave me a shirt book answer. In a libertarian society, property rights are an essential component of individual freedom. They give individuals the ability to own and control their own possessions, allowing them to make decisions about how to use and dispose of their property as they see fit. This freedom is seen as a fundamental human right and is considered essential for the proper functioning of a free market economy. Property rights also provide a means for individuals to protect their own interests and seek compensation when their property is damaged or taken without their consent. In a libertarian society, the protection of property rights is considered to be a crucial role of the government and is seen as a key component of a just and fair society. Now, this answer in and of itself is very short, very brief, very succinct and to the point, and fairly accurate and a fairly good understanding of the libertarian argument in favor of property rights. It's also a good argument in favor of the libertarian point of view of the necessity of government, or at least at a minimum, a night watchman state. Now, this understanding of property rights is not ambivalent on the or agnostic on the existence of the state. It's not encompassing of anarchism as a libertarian philosophy, and it's not encompassing of voluntarism as, an anarch as a libertarian philosophy, but it is an accurate depiction of minarchist philosophy and the libertarian ideas and justification of the state. While I believe the role of property rights in libertarian society is a much more nuanced and deep conversation that needs to be had, including defining what is and is not property and what can and cannot be property, I think ChatGPT got it fairly accurate with this first response. But from here, it started to get a little bit more verbose in its answers. The next question I asked it is, could it explain the ethics of voluntarism and its implications for society? Now, mind you, these questions were posed by ChatGPT itself as potentially interesting topics of discussion of, on libertarianism. Now, its answer to this question was, voluntarism is a philosophical idea that holds that all human interactions should be voluntary and that the use of force or coercion is always wrong. This idea has several implications for society. For one, it means that individuals should be free to make their own choices about how to live their lives, and that the government should not interfere with these decisions unless it is necessary to prevent or harm others. This means that individuals should not be free to engage in, or should be free to engage in any peaceful activities they choose, as long as they do not violate the rights of others. Another implication of voluntarism is that all forms of government coercion, such as taxation and regulation, are inherently wrong. In a voluntarist society, individuals would be free to make their own decisions about how to allocate their resources, and the government would not have the power to force them to do anything against their will. This idea is often linked to anarchism, 
as both philosophies reject the use of force and coercion in human interactions. Overall, the ethics of altruism are based on the belief that the use of force or coercion is always wrong, and that the individual should be free to make their own decisions about how to live their lives. This philosophy has implications for society as it supports the idea of individual freedom and rejection of government coercion. This answer to a fairly nuanced and complicated question is incredibly concise to the point and without bias. It simply explains the answer, explains what voluntarism is without taking a side or pushing the reader in, pushing the respondent in any direction as to how to consider the philosophy. That simply explains it. And I do think it is a very accurate depiction of voluntarism and anarchism in a libertarian society. And I do appreciate the chat GPT could respond in such a manner, uh, even if it is simply a regurgitation of information as opposed uh, to any kind of learning. Uh, the next question presented by ChatGPT was asking if it could explain the concept of the non-aggression principle and its role in libertarianism. Uh, now, for those of you who've listened to me a while, you know I'm not a stan for the non-aggression principle. I think it's a incomplete philosophy that lacks nuance in its presentation. Now, the answer given to ChatGPT on this question, though, is... The non-aggression principle is a fundamental idea in libertarianism that holds that it is always wrong to initiate aggression against the person or property of another individual. This means that the individuals have the right to defend themselves against aggression, but they do not have the right to initiate aggression against others. The principle is often used as a basis for the moral justification of property rights and the rejection of the use of force in interpersonal interactions. In a libertarian society, the non-aggression principle is seen as a fundamental moral rule that should guide all interactions between individuals. It is used to justify the protection of individual rights and the rejection of the use of force and coercion in human interactions. For example, the non-aggression principle is often used to argue against the use of violence and coercion by the government, as well as individuals or groups who seek to impose their will on others through the use of force. Overall, the concept of non-aggression plays a central role in libertarianism as it provides a moral framework for the protection of individual rights and the rejection of the use of force in human interactions. I don't necessarily find this answer complete and thorough because I myself take a much more nuanced approach to the non-aggression principle. I don't believe the non-aggression principle is a sufficient standard for a basis of libertarianism. Um, however, it's an interesting presentation of the argument, and it's an interesting and concise presentation of the principles as they are typically presented. The next question asked, the potential impact of blockchain technology on libertarian principles. Now, this is one I find fascinating. Blockchain technology has the potential to impact libertarian principles in several ways. For one, the decentralized and transparent nature of blockchain networks can support the idea of individual freedom and the protection of individual rights. By allowing individuals to securely and transparently control their own digital assets without the need for a central authority, blockchain technology can empower individuals and give them more control over their own lives. Another way in which blockchain technology may impact libertarian principles is 
through its potential to enable greater economic freedom by allowing for the secure and transparent transfer of value without the need for intermediaries. Blockchain technology has the potential to disrupt traditional financial systems and open up new opportunities for individuals and businesses to transact and interact in new ways. This could lead to the emergence of more diverse and decentralized economic systems, which may be more in line with libertarian principles. Overall, the potential impact of blockchain technology on libertarian principles is likely to be significant. By supporting individual freedom and enabling greater economic freedom, blockchain technology may help to advance the ideas of libertarianism and promote the principles of a free society. Blockchain technology impacts libertarian principles and intersects with libertarian principles in a much more thorough way than this chatbot can even perceive. The very presence of blockchain technology in an economic ecosystem fundamentally democratizes access to financial systems that are traditionally held in central authorities by state actors. And we see this today in how the state itself has responded to the rise of blockchain by criminalizing stepping outside of the existing financial systems, by regulating the process by which you are allowed to engage with your own money. Just yesterday, I was up in Concord for a protest in support of Ian Freeman, who is currently on facing uh, up to life in prison for utilizing blockchain to put Bitcoin and money into the hands of people and to give people access to control their own financial futures. So I, I think this question deserves a lot more nuance and a lot more dive than ChatGPT is even capable of giving it. But it does hit the nail on the head that the true intersection between libertarianism and blockchain is economic freedom and freedom from central banking. The next question posed was, if you could explain the challenges of promoting libertarianism in a politically divided society. Promoting libertarianism in a politically divided society can be challenging for several reasons. One of the main challenges is that many people may not be familiar with the ideas and principles of libertarianism and may have misconceptions about what it means to be a libertarian. This can make it difficult to engage in constructive dialogue and to persuade others to consider the ideas of libertarianism. And another challenge is that libertarianism is often seen as a politically extreme ideology, and it may be associated with certain negative stereotypes. This can make it extremely difficult for libertarians to gain mainstream acceptance and to be taken seriously by the broader public. Additionally, the political polarization that often characterizes divided societies can make it difficult for libertarians to find common ground with people from other political perspectives and can limit the potential for dialogue and collaboration. But overall, promoting libertarianism in this politically divided society is not just a challenge, but borders on impossible. Engaging in respectful and informative dialogue and working to dispel common misconceptions about libertarianism, it might become possible to promote the ideas of libertarianism and to help others understand its potential benefits. But the hill to climb is steep. 
And I'm not sure ChatGPT has a full understanding of culture and society. And uh, as Barbie points out in the chat, yes, libertarians can't even get along with other libertarians, never mind each other. Uh, the ongoing debate I woke up to on Twitter this morning was ardent anti-war libertarians decrying Caitlin Johnstone as the enemy and professing their inability to understand why people liked Caitlin Johnstone and considered her an ally on an issue such as war, an issue such uh, an issue of such paramount importance as the war in Yemen, and decrying that libertarians shouldn't work with her or shouldn't consider her an ally, even though she's one of the strongest anti-war voices on the progressive left. But, as we say, libertarians are their own worst enemy. And that's the true challenge in promoting libertarianism in a politically divided society. The negative stereotypes and the negative connotations of libertarianism aside, I mean, be be aside from the fat men in a green thong on stage, aside from Bill Weld endorsing Hillary Clinton, aside from the persistent and consistent drive of libertarians to bring up the age of consent where it doesn't need to be, to just generally picking fights with those who should be our allies on the issues that are truly important. The challenges of promoting libertarianism in a politically divided society are not ever going away. The next question posed was whether ChatGPT could explain the debate over the effectiveness of political process in advancing libertarian goals. The effectiveness of political process in advancing libertarian goals is a subject of debate among libertarians. Some argue that the political process can be an effective way to promote libertarian ideas and to achieve libertarian goals, such as the protection of individual rights and promotion of free markets. They point to the success of libertarian-leaning politicians and political movements in advancing these ideas and argue that the political process can be a powerful tool for bringing about change. Other libertarians, however, are more skeptical of the political process and argue that it is inherently flawed and susceptible to corruption and special interest. They argue that the political process often leads to the expansion of government power and the erosion of individual rights, and that it is therefore not an effective means for advancing libertarian goals. Instead, they advocate for a more radical approaches, such as civil disobedience, nonviolent resistance, and other ways to promote libertarian ideas to bring about that change. Overall, the debate of the effectiveness for the political process in advancing libertarian goals is an ongoing one. And different libertarians have different perspectives on this issue. Some believe that the political process can be an effective tool for promoting libertarian ideas, while others are more skeptical of its effectiveness and advocate for alternative approaches. Of all of the answers ChatGPT gave me to the questions that it itself posed, this, I believe, was the most nuanced. It acknowledged the reality of both sides of the debate over political effectiveness and political debate. I, I, for one, do not believe there is a political solution, at least in most states or most countries. I believe concentration of libertarian culture is the path forward. That's why I work with the Free State Project and support the mission of libertarians in New Hampshire, the only place where we have seen success in using our political tools. But that's a much longer discussion to take place at 
many future times. The next question I asked was, if ChatGPT could explain the intersection of libertarianism with environmentalism and conservation. And this one I was fascinated to hear. I didn't have any preconceptions on this. I'm, I consider myself an environmentalist. I consider myself someone who believes that climate change is something we should take seriously, but I differ from the left, and I don't believe carbon taxes and carbon uh, and tax credits and government regulation are the answers to that. I believe the real way to combat climate change is through a truly free market. But ChatGPT says that the intersection of libertarianism with environmentalism and conservation is a complex and sometimes contentious issue. On the one hand, many libertarians are strong advocates for individual rights and the protection of private property and may be skeptical of government intervention in the environmental matters. Me. They may argue that private property rights should be respected and that individuals should be free to use their own land and resources as they see fit without interference from the government. On the other hand, many libertarians are also concerned with the health and well-being of the natural environment and may support conservation efforts and the protection of natural resources. They may argue that a free market, when properly regulated, can serve as an effective tool for promoting sustainable development and the conservation of natural resources. Overall, the intersection of libertarianism with environmentalism and conservation is a complex issue, and different libertarians may have different perspectives on how to balance individual rights with the need to protect the natural environment. Some prioritize individual rights and property rights, and others prioritize the protection of nature. Personally, I believe the two are indistinct and indistinguishable. Nature is property. And the conservation of private property is inherently the responsibility of the property owner. And if the property owner wants to preserve the value of their property, they need to conserve it. Well, the next question asked, what is the role of libertarianism in international relations and global politics? With another short answer, ChatGPT said, libertarianism is a political philosophy that advocates for individual liberty and limited government. In the context of international relations and global politics, the libertarian approach would prioritize the rights and freedoms of individuals over the power and authority of governments. This could manifest in a number of ways, such as supporting free trade, open borders, opposing foreign interventionism, and promoting non-aggression and voluntary cooperation among nations. As short, simple, and distinct as that is, I believe it accurately summarizes libertarian impact on foreign policy without getting into libertarian principles and goals on global politics and global relations. Now, it's the famous quote that if goods and services can't cross borders, armies will. And that a friend to all nations is an enemy to none. Libertarianism is often misrepresented as an isolationist philosophy. But there's a strong argument that could be made in a nuanced discussion about how libertarianism is truly the globalist philosophy. But it's a form of globalism that acknowledges the interconnectedness of the world while respecting individual sovereignty and individual freedom. 
not the form of globalism that requires all to be subservient to a central authority. And I do believe that is one of the more nuanced and more disagreed upon points in libertarianism and within libertarian communities. But it's interesting to see that ChatGPT had such a narrow and singularly focused view of it. The next question is, explaining the impact of libertarian ideas on issues related to race, gender, and social justice. Uh, the culture war. <laughs> well, ChatGPT gave me an essay on this one, not a short and curt response. And the response was, the impact of libertarian ideas on issues related to race, gender, and social justice is a complex and contentious topic. As libertarians have different interpretations of what individual liberty and liberty government entail, some libertarians argue that their philosophy is inherently supportive of equality and social justice, as it emphasizes the rights and freedoms of all individuals, regardless of their race or gender. These libertarians believe that the government should not discriminate or impose unequal burdens on individuals and that a truly free and open society would naturally foster equality and social justice. Other libertarians, however, take a more individualist approach, emphasizing the importance of personal responsibility and the limited role of government in promoting equality and social justice. These libertarians may argue that individuals, not the government, are responsible for their own success and happiness and the government intervention can often do more harm than good in addressing the issues of race, gender, and social justice. This perspective may lead to some libertarians opposing affirmative action, for example, or to argue against certain policies aimed at promoting equal rights and opportunities for marginalized groups. However, the impact of libertarian ideas on issues related to race, gender, and social justice is highly dependent on the specific interpretations and applications of those ideas. Some libertarians may support policies and initiatives that promote equality and social justice, while others may oppose them on the grounds of individual liberty and limited government. An unnuanced response, if there was one, and perhaps leaning towards the bias of its creators and programmers instead of understanding the broader scope of the modern libertarian movement, ChatGPT accurately describes the divide in the culture war and the differences in approach between the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus and the Classical Liberal Caucus, or the Pragmatists and Radicals. But it's also the difference in approach between the progressive left and the rest of the world. Equality isn't something that can be forced. Social justice in and of itself can only ever be a product of government action. It's a topic that deserves a lot of discussion. It's a topic that deserves a lot of exploration in an academic and nuanced way, but it's not a topic that brings people together or advances libertarianism. It's a, it, at the core of it, the culture war issues and social justice issues are what is dividing libertarianism today. Now, the next question asked was about the relationship between libertarianism and religion. 
The relationship between libertarianism and religion is a complex and multifaceted as there are many different religious traditions and beliefs, and libertarians may hold a wide range of religious and spiritual views. In general, however, libertarianism is a political philosophy that emphasizes individual liberty and limited government, while religion is a set of beliefs, practices, and values that pertain to the relationship between an individual and the divine or transcendent or spiritual in some manner. One potential relationship between libertarianism and religion is that they both prioritize individual freedom and autonomy, allegedly. Many religious traditions place a strong emphasis on the idea that individuals have the right to choose their own beliefs, practices, and values, and that they should not be coerced or forced to conform to the will of others. Similarly, libertarians believe that individuals have the right to live their lives as they see fit, as long as they do not harm others, and that the government should not dictate or restrict their choices. Another potential relationship between libertarianism and religion is that they both recognize the limitations of government power. Many religious traditions view government as a necessary evil, providing order and security, but also posing a potential threat to individual liberty and autonomy. Libertarians similarly believe that government should be limited in its scope and power and should not interfere with the lives of individuals unless necessary uh, to protect the rights and freedoms. It's important to note, however, that not all religious traditions or believers align with libertarianism, and not all libertarians hold religious beliefs. Some religious traditions may support a more interventionist or collectivist approach to governance, while some libertarians may reject the idea of transcendent or divine authority altogether. The relationship between libertarianism and religion is therefore not fixed or uniform, but rather dynamic and contingent on the specific beliefs and values of the individual and groups. Religion and libertarianism is a fascinatingly complex subject, and I've gotten into it before, and usually in the form of a debate. Uh, Jacob Daniel does a fantastic podcast um, where he explores Christianity and libertarianism. I myself personally think that all organized religion is just a substitute for state control and that the institutions of religion have been used to oppress more than they've been used to help throughout the course of human history. But those are my opinions. It doesn't make them fact. It doesn't even make them well-reasoned. I have my reasons for detesting organized religion and religious subservience. But the the debate is as complicated and is as nuanced as ChatGPT suggests. And it's something worth looking into. And for those of you who don't follow Biblical Anarchy on Twitter or listen to his podcast, it's definitely worth checking out for a perspective that counters mine. And the next question asked, ChatGPT could explain the de- the debate over the role of the military in a libertarian society. The debate over the role of the military in a libertarian society and centers on the question of how to protect the rights and freedoms of individuals in a society that emphasizes individual liberty and limited government. Libertarians generally agree that the government has a responsibility to protect the rights and safety of its citizens. But they differ on the specific means and methods that should be used to fulfill this responsibility. 
Some libertarians argue that a military is unnecessary in order to defend against external threats, such as foreign aggression or terrorism. These libertarians believe that a strong and well-equipped military is essential for deterring attacks and protecting the country and its people. They may also argue that a military can serve as a deterrent to prevent other countries from imposing their will on others through force or coercion. Other libertarians, however, argue that a military isn't unnecessary or even harmful in a libertarian society. These libertarians may point out that a military is expensive and potentially intrusive, and that it can be used to violate the rights and freedoms of individuals. They may also argue that military interventionism can often do more harm than good by causing civilian casualties, destabilizing foreign countries, these libertarians may favor alternative approaches to defense and security, such as diplomacy, intelligence gathering, and non-aggression pacts. Overall, the, de the debate over the role of the military in a libertarian society reflects the broader debate within libertarianism about the proper role of government in protecting the rights and freedoms of individuals. Some libertarians believe that the military and therefore a government is necessary in order to defend against external threats, while others argue that alternative approaches and principles can be more effective and less harmful to individual liberty. I think this is a very good breakdown of the debate and the issue. And I don't think it's as big of an issue as ChatGPT suggests it may be. I don't think it's as pervasive of a debate as it potentially could be. But war itself is among the paramount issues facing the liberty movement, where today we have members of the Senate voting on the War Powers Resolution. The ongoing debate is heralded by libertarian luminaries such as Scott Horton about America's foreign wars driving its nation bankrupt, killing millions around the world in the endless pursuit of peace and security that we can never have. The next question, in a more philosophical line, ChatGPT was asked to explain the relationship between libertarianism and the concept of natural law. The relationship between libertarianism and the concept of natural law is a complex and multifaceted as there are many different interpretations and applications of both libertarianism and natural law. In general, however, libertarianism is a political philosophy that emphasizes individual liberty and limited government, while natural law is a philosophical and legal theory that posits the existence of a universal objective and moral order that is inherent in nature and can be discovered through reason. One potential relationship between these two is that they both recognize the importance of individual rights and freedoms. Many proponents of natural law argue that certain rights and freedoms, such as the right to life, liberty, and property, are inherent in human nature and can be derived from the principles of natural law. Libertarians similarly believe that individuals have inherent rights, freedoms, and that should be respected and protected by governments. Also, uh, libertarianism and natural law both emphasize the importance of the rule of law 
natural law theory often emphasizes the idea that the law should be based on objective and universal principles rather than the arbitrary will of rulers and the desires of the majority. Libertarians similarly believe that the law should be predictable, consistent, and fair, and that it should not be used to violate the rights and freedoms of individuals. It is important to note, however, that not all libertarians align with natural law theory, and that not all proponents of natural law support libertarianism. Some libertarians may reject the idea of universal objective moral principles, while some proponents of natural law may argue that a more interventionist or collectivist approach to governance. The relationship between libertarianism and natural law is therefore not a fixed or uniform system, but rather a dynamic and contingent on specific beliefs and values of individuals and groups. ChatGPT is getting formulaic here, a very similar response regarding religion and natural law. It's complex, they align, but there's differences, it's distinctions. Back to individualism. To me, this argument... While a great basis for natural law, even though I don't subscribe to moral objectivism, I don't subscribe to the philosophies of Ayn Rand or Isabella Patterson, and I believe that morality is more subjective and fluid, natural law makes a lot of sense when presented with an argument such as this. However, this argument for libertarianism really pushes me in the direction of anarchism as opposed to libertarianism. The idea that libertarianism's inherently advocates for the rule of law is a fundamentally flawed approach, in my opinion. The rule of law fundamentally requires the enforcement through monopolized violence. And the next question is my favorite question. One I may have asked myself and didn't ask ChatGPT to come up with the answer. But it did. And I asked ChatGPT, is the Libertarian Party an effective organization? Then it said, The effectiveness of the Libertarian Party as an organization is a matter of debate and perspective. The Libertarian Party is a political party in the United States that promotes libertarian principles such as individual liberty, limited government, and free markets. The party's been active since 1972 and has won candidates for various offices at the local, state, and national levels. Some people may argue that the Libertarian Party is an effective organization because it has a clear and consistent political philosophy, a dedicated and committed membership base, a track record of electoral success at the local and state levels. These people may point out that the party has grown in size and influence over the years, and that it has had a meaningful impact on political debates and policy decisions. Other people, however, may argue that the Libertarian Party is not an effective organization because it has failed to gain significant traction at the national level and because it faces challenges in appealing to a broader and more diverse electorate. These people may point out that the party has struggled to gain support beyond its core base of supporters and has had limited success in influencing the policies and priorities of the major political parties. Overall, the effectiveness of the Libertarian Party is an organization that depends on one's perspective and criteria for success. Some people may view the party as viable and influential political force, while others view it as a marginal and ineffective group. I myself find me clearly in the others group. It's a marginal and ineffective group at best, and that's being generous. 
That's coming from a former LNC board member. That's coming from someone who's dedicated the past six years of their lives to activism within the Libertarian Party movements and the Liberty Movement's framework. Um, the notion that the Libertarian Party is an effective organization because it has a clear and consistent political philosophy when the Libertarian Party can't even make up its mind on whether or not it likes abortion or not, or because it has a dedicated membership base when 30% quit every year and people move on on a regular basis, or a track record of electoral success when it can't win a dog catcher's race. It may have grown in size, but it sure as shit has not grown in influence. The final question asked of ChatGPT, the final fascinating subject for it to ask is whether or not libertarianism is a right-wing or a left-wing philosophy. Libertarianism is a political philosophy that emphasizes individual liberty and liberty, limited government. It's typically associated with both right-wing and left-wing political ideologies. On one hand, libertarianism shares many ideas and values with right-wing ideologies, such as a belief in limited government and individual responsibility and free markets. On the other hand, libertarianism also shares many ideas and values with left-wing ideologies, such as the belief in individual rights and freedoms, equality, and non-aggression. As a result, libertarianism is often described as a third-way or hybrid ideology, combining elements of both the right and left-wing political thoughts. For example, some libertarians may support laissez-faire economic policies and low taxes, which align with the right-wing ideologies, but also support social tolerance and personal freedom, aligning with left-wing ideologies. This combination of ideas and values can make it difficult to categorize libertarianism as strictly right or left-wing. It's also important to note that there is significant diversity and disagreement within the libertarian movement, and that many libertarians may emphasize different ideas and values. Some libertarians may lean more towards right-wing, while others more towards the left. And as a result, the relationship between libertarianism and right-wing or left-wing ideologies is complex and multifaceted, almost as controversial as the relationship between libertarians and other libertarians. The gist of this, yes, is libertarian right-wing or left-wing The conversation needs to be more nuanced than it is. The conversation needs to refocus not on whether or not libertarianism is right-wing or left-wing, but on whether or not right-wing or left-wing can be the total summation of our political thought and our political philosophy as it has become. Now, I found the answers the ChatGPT provided to these questions to be fascinating, intriguing, and eye-opening. Not because they're thorough or concise or accurate, but because they make me ask more questions. They make me think deeper about these philosophies. And they give me more ideas about how to approach the pitch of libertarianism in the future. Can we find a bias in the AI? Sure. Did the AI give us a bias? I believe so. It's actually Michael Malice. Much as I dislike him, he once said, to tell the difference between right-wing and left-wing, again, summing it all up in 
absolutes. Simply ask if some people are better than others. Someone on the right will say yes. Someone on the left will give you an essay. Well, ChatGPT gave us an essay. And within the modern framework of right versus left, I think he gave us an accurate left-wing understanding of the issues facing the libertarian debate. Now, do me a favor and leave a comment below and tell me what you think about ChatGPT's answers to these pressing questions about libertarianism. Let me know what questions you'd like to see it answer. Let me know if there's somebody you'd like to see me bring on to discuss one of these topics in a much more nuanced fashion, giving it the attention it deserves. And until next time, be free. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Subversive. Make sure to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications to get alerted every time we go live on YouTube. And make sure to leave some comments and reviews on whatever platform you listen on. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And a huge thanks and shout out to our sponsors and the awesome members of the Insurgency on Patreon. If you enjoyed this content, you can join the Insurgency on Patreon by following the links in the description for patreon.com slash and if you can't catch the show live, you can always catch it the next day on YouTube, Odyssey, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts every day. So until next time, everybody, be free.